in a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Got to interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut podcast where two pals talk about all the latest in TV and film. My name is Brad and co-host Connor T is here. Hello there. Hello again. How are we feeling? Oh, I'm feeling pumped. For people that don't know, we are trying to lose the holiday weight. Even though it's February, we sound well lazy. Three years of holiday weight. (laughs) The holiday went over through January for us uh, and we are trying. Went to the gym today and we are knackered. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the big boys are trying. Yeah, right? we're trying. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of the podcast or just an all-round great dude, then please leave us a review on your podcast app. Uh, I won't bore you, but it definitely helps us out massively. Uh, can't emphasize that enough. So really, really do appreciate it. And you get me badgering you in the DMs saying thank you. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. What's the message from Brad? <laughs> Everyone. Constantly. Yeah. I'm there when you sleep. Uh, anyway, follow us on Twitter at Weekly Cut. Huge giveaway dropping in just a few days' time, but I won't spoil it. You've got to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, and the weekly cut episode this week will include a quick run through of Oscar nominations by our good friend Connor T. Mm. Are we going to do a bit of predictions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's uh, what we think. It's, it was a big year last year. It's the first sort of, I'd say, the first Oscar that uh, people are really excited for. Maybe because they want another slap to happen after Will Smith. <laughs> but I always watch it every year, the Oscars, and I'm really excited. So we'll do some predictions there, and we'll run through the nominations, which come out. I think it was Tuesday last week. Yeah, it was. I'm sure, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We've also got one of the hottest shows in the world right now, which has been renewed for season two. So we'll give you the details. The live action Invincible uh, movie, sorry, mm. is still in the works. We've got updates on that. Tomb Raider going full on MCU. Uh, Connor's, I'm not sure how Connor's going to feel about that. Yes, yeah, you can judge already. I'll, I'll give you the details when we get to it. Uh, and also we are breaking down the wildly and highly spoken about episode three of The Last of Us. And I have no idea what Connor thinks about it, which is fantastic. Yeah, you don't, yeah. I honestly couldn't even hazard a guess. Mm. Um, but it's a big one to discuss. Now, it's the return of our infamous game, Guessing the Lie. Friends, don't lie. I miss that voice. I miss that voice. But in this case, I do lie. Now, this is just a very quick game. You can play along as well as listening. We get the brains ticking. Um, As I said, we've just been to the gym, so we need to wake up a little bit. I'm going to give three drug-related actor statements. (laughs) Okay. Some of them are shocking. Yep. Uh, One of them is a whopping lie, and two of them are real. He's going to be insane, isn't he? Uh, they are. I never knew. I never knew the about these, so uh, I had to Google them just to make sure they were true, and they are. So we're going to start off with: in 1978, Tim Allen was arrested for possession of 1.4 pounds of cocaine and was sentenced to three years in jail. He was let out on parole after two years and four months. Ooh, okay. Al Pacino was arrested on his 21st birthday for trying to give ecstasy to two New York police officers. <laughs> Bloody. And Bill Murray, Connor loves Bill Murray, yep. uh, was arrested when he was 20 for trying to bring 10 pounds of marijuana on, on a plane. Uh, oh. Two of those are real. So have a guess at home or wherever you are, commuting to work. Um, mm. Have a guess. One of those is a whopping light and two of them are real. I think the Tim Allen one, 1980s, did you say? 1978. Oh, 78. Well, how old was he then? Oh, I think that might be the lie. Just because of the age. Wow. Um, I know he's an old boy, but I don't know if, when was Home Improvement? 90s? 
Oh my god, I mean Tim, Tim the tall man sailor, <laughs> yeah. would it? Yeah. Uh yeah, um I can't give anything away. I've just gonna let you yeah. come to your conclusion while I have a drop of H2O. I think Bill Murray's the type of geezer who doesn't care enough and he would do that. That does spell Bill Murray, yeah, doesn't it? All over. Al Pacino, maybe I think I'm gonna go Al Pacino liar. I think I'm gonna go Tim Allen is true. Al Pacino liar. And Bill you, Murray's just doing Bill Murray shit. You're locked in, Al Pacino's the liar. Locked in. Bingo, you're yeah. correct. Well played. You are like Papa. <laughs> I don't always use that, but I still use it. It makes sense to me. <laughs> right, Connor, well played. Now it's time for news, news, news. News, 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 That soundbite is going nowhere. That's with us until we stop this podcast. Yeah, I finally got to that episode as well. <laughs> you did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, good episode. Oh, brilliant. Uh, right. We're going to start off with uh, a quick little speak about Mr. Stephen Dorff. Now, people are going, who the hell is that? And you're right to think it. Mm. Uh, I think, when, you know, Blade, was that, that? I think it was 1998, the first Blade. Yeah. The villain in that, I think it was Deacon Frost. Mm. Do you remember him? No, I don't. Um, he, well, he was the villain in, in Blade 1. He has come out with some startling remarks about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think just superhero movies in general, not just Who Marvel. Hasn't? Who hasn't? <laughs> Who hasn't? Uh, he isn't like, I mean, he's not like Martin Scorsese, so I don't know why Stephen Dorff's getting yeah, into this chat. But anyway, um, he went viral in 2021. You may remember this after telling and going on record to say that he was, in quotes, embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson for appearing in that, quote, garbage Marvel movie, Black Widow. Hell, Steve. So he went in on on her there. Uh, Dorf said he wouldn't revisit a comic book movie. Blade was based, and this is him again, Blade was based on a series of Marvel comics in the 1970s, unless they were, and this is him, more like when I started when we we made Blade, or the few that have been decent over the years, like when Nolan did The Dark Knight and reinvented Batman from Tim Burton, who's obviously a genius when they were interesting. Now, this is where it gets bad. He then continues to say, but all this other garbage is just embarrassing. You know what I mean. I mean, God bless them. They're making a bunch of money, but their movie sucks, and he laughs, and nobody's going to remember them. Uh, I think everyone's going to remember them because yeah. they're some of the highest grossing films, Steve. That's exactly true. Jesus. Uh, Ed Gabe is sitting number two. Yeah. Uh, I don't see many beating that. Um, but yeah, is there? let's play devil's advocate. Uh, I think he's a total and utter dick. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we do agree on that. Uh, yeah. Any truth in that? Um, Nolan is a genius. Nolan is a genius. We agree on that. Yeah, we agree um, Nolan is the a Dark Knight was a reinvention of the Batman. And Happy birthday, Christian Bauer, 49 today. Happy birthday, mate. Cards in the post. Look to that. <laughs> um, but I think everyone just takes cheap shots at superhero films nowadays. It's like, it's fashion. Jealousy. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think there's been some comments from people that, uh, I remember Dennis Villeneuve got some flack um, and things taken out of context, but I agreed with actually their fundamental points. Yeah. But people are just taking cheap such shots at Marvel because people like Chris Evans have become household names yep. because of Marvel um, and become, you know, very rich because of Marvel, etc. So, yeah, I think he's a dick. Yeah. yeah go back to bed, Steve. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no more blade for you. Right. Now, one of the biggest pieces of news uh, this week, definitely, sorry, the biggest. Uh, the Last of Us has been renewed for a second season at HBO. <laughs> We're excited. Here. We're, excited. <laughs> We're so glad we had that soundbite ready. Uh, it's so <laughs> apt. Uh, I guess all I want to say is, uh, surprised by this? Uh, I, I'm not. Okay. Uh, it was it was expected. I think the the trend is shows will renew after like two episodes in, and they'll say renew for season two. Yeah. But this one, 
after episode one, the first 40 minutes, I knew it then. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very well received, the yeah. series. Uh, only three episodes in, as I said later in the episode, we're discussing episode three, which has been wildly spoken about. But three episodes in have released to the general public. And as I said, it's it's probably one of the best reviewed series I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, and I guess another question for you then. Can you see this going multiple seasons, even though there's only part two? So, so based mm. on the games, uh, with this is obviously based on The Last of Us, and then Last of Us Part Two. Can you see this going past two seasons? They've, they've sort of hinted while yeah. you gather your thoughts that they they don't want to because that was the mistake of Game of Thrones. Okay, because didn't he? I think George R. 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 Martin. Mm. He obviously still doing the Winds of Winter, isn't he? It's taking ages. Taking ages. Yeah. Hurry up, George. Word um, of the day. Yes. So he, I think season seven was it, where they ran out of material because yeah. he hadn't done the Winds of Winter. They then went ahead with season eight and we won't get into it. Yeah. So can you do you think they're going to go for this without the template of the games? I think, well, I think based on the episode we just watched, which we'll get to at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. so stick around. I think they can stretch out over multiple seasons and still be within the games. That's actually a good point. And I'll, I'll explain my point later yeah. on. Okay. But I think they can, they can probably do it. I don't think they should go beyond the games. They should leave it when the games are done. Yes. They're done. Yeah. And there's loads of rumours. We, we, we obviously do talk about some games, gaming news here at the mm. Weekly Cut. Um, lots of talk around Last of Us Part 3. Yeah. Uh, possibly is going to be confirmed, maybe because of how popular this series is. I don't know. But that... I think they will come back for a Last of Us Part 3 and end the, the trilogy of games. Yeah. Um, so they will have some template in the future. But uh, yeah, just for now, fantastic. We're going to get into more specifics on the episode three later. But what a... And it, this is also... Sorry, one last question. Mm. This also... Does this advocate for you why weekly releases are better? Yeah. 100%. We're all talking about it. Yeah. It's, all, it's all we want. Yeah. We look forward to Sunday on Monday morning and we're, we're hyped. Confirmed, Connor. I agree. Uh, right, now onto another fantastic series um, that's going to do a spin-off of sorts. It's confirmed again this week that the live-action Invincible movie is still in the works. Mm. Um, we've spoken about this before, but it was a long, long time ago. Will it work as a movie for you, who's a big fan of it? Yeah, you? I was a big fan, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Should, I'm, I'm concerned because it. I don't want it to be too self-contained. Yep. That's my worry. I think a, a series works, and I like the gore of an animated series. Yeah. It's just a gory show you've ever watched yeah. in your life, other than The Boys. Yeah. But that's why The Boys works as a series. If they said there's The Boys film, I'll have it, but I'm not sure if I'll enjoy it as much. I had a counterpoint, and you've just done me on my counterpoint. Ooh. I was going to say to you, because I thought you was going to mention about the animation aspect that you can get away with more. There's no way you're doing that finale scene of Invincible Season 1 where Omni-Man um, holds up uh, Invincible with his head and yeah. the train and all the bodies are getting flimmed and destroyed and squished. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no way you do that live action, right? No, no way. So I was going to come back at you and, and then say, well, the boys have sort of delved into it. But then again, you, you just made a great point there. I think that's because it is a series and it works. I think if they went for a film and done a big budget movie where... It needs moments like that. Yeah. Could that deliver? I'm not sure. I mean, I'll take this because I enjoyed oh, the animation. I'll take anything, mate. I don't know. I'll All right. Read. I think that's a fair sort of way to be cautious there mm. um, because we do are, we are massive fans of Invincible. Yeah. Season two or three coming. Uh, did you see big Jeffrey D. Morgan's post on Instagram? It was a very cute photo, wasn't it? Very cute photo. Yeah, uh, good man. Uh, yeah. you like, do you like JDM? 
Yeah, I like him. Good man, yeah. solid man. Yeah. Uh, right, what does he mean by this? Because I'm confused, Con. I need your help. Mm. Invincibles 2 and 3, I my understanding is it's done. Yeah. So I, why would he... I mean, we might not know about the casting yet, which is fine. Mm. So he could be in the series. But why would he now be reading 2 and 3? Yeah. So basically, the, the post was, go check it out. It's on our Twitter, at Weekly Cut, or Instagram, on Jeffrey D. Morgan's page. Uh, page. Poge? Paste or poge. It's on his poge. Uh, anyway, um, he put up a uh, a picture of him with two uh, books, two and three of Invincible, and he's saying he's got some reading to do. Mm. Um, now, we know he's in The Boys season four. Yeah. What does this mean? It's, oh, he's got to be alluding to the live action. I would think that. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of. I don't know why he'd be doing reading of two and three if he's just done voice acting on the two and three seasons it's quite rare that you get someone that will like flex on a voice acting role you don't very, really get those posts do you? very true and he's not even confer- like he's not confer- they why would they not confirm jeffrey d morgan yeah. for the series of invincible because he's such a big name yeah um I'd, look it was just a, a guess here i think he would make a fantastic omni-man oh just, just brutal. I'll take that immediately. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm interested. And it'd be brilliant because he was rumoured to play Thomas Wayne, the brutal Batman in Flashpoint movie that never made. Mm. So it'd be nice to see him play a brutal uh, superhero type thing. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. And he rocks a moustache. Does he? <laughs> cool. Oh, does he? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's just a little guess from us. There's nothing more to say on that. It was just a very ambiguous post. Is that a good... Yeah, good Yeah, word. yeah. It's ambiguous, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, right. Now, am I going to tickle your fancy with this, Connor? But I'm going to throw it at you anyway. Hit the me. Tomb Raider cinematic universe is upon us. Mm. Phoebe Waller-Bridge has written a TV series. A Tomb Raider movie is also in the works at Amazon, who plan to build out a connected world of Tomb Raider with the video game, TV series, and film all interconnected. Does this excite you in any way, shape, or form? Not one bit. I think to have a cinematic universe, it's got to be multiple characters in one universe. I don't think you can say... That's true. The film is connect. Lara Croft is connected to the game Lara Croft and connected to the TV series, because it'll get too confusing. That's actually... Yeah, that's true. Uh, to me, Lara Croft is Tomb Raider. Yeah. Whereas if you... Marvel Cinematic Universe is not Spider-Man. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I didn't think of that. Yeah, um, I don't think so. Look, she... I don't think you watched the movie, did you? No, I didn't. No, it's not bad to be fair. I think her name's Alice Vikander. Uh, mm. She's actually... She was very good, as Lara, in my opinion, as Lara Croft. Uh, big old Dominic West was in there. But... As you just said that, I was thinking of the movie and I was thinking, I don't know where you go from that. Yeah. Um, I know, remember Daniel, I don't know if you remember a long time ago, uh, uh, what's her name? Angela Jolie. And Daniel Craig. Original, Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. I so think. I don't know if you bring in characters like that yeah. and spin off, but they're all the same. They're all just archaeological. Yeah, it's just, the, the only thing you could do to interest me is put the butler in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> like the games, put the butler in the fridge and I'm happy. Right. Do uh, you know what? It's that, that, that's so iconic what you just said. I'm not even going to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Put the butler in the fridge and me and Connor are down for a Tomb Raider Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Uh, right. I think it's time we jump onto trailers. Okay. It's trailer segment with a bit of a twist this week. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about Shazam Fury of the Gods first and yeah. then we're going to have a little discussion around mr zachary levy and his very 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 controversial uh opinions that he voiced on his twitter 
um, because it's been trending all day. Right, Shazam Fury of the Gods so far. We just rewatched the trailer. Connor yeah. T, thoughts? All for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You action. seem a bit more upbeat about this now. Yeah, when we watched it the other day, I thought, mm, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I thought, what are you doing? And I said, mm, for about two hours. But now, watching it, it's quite action-packed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think, I know it's going to be cheesy. Yep. I don't think there's going to be, the stakes are low because what's happening with this film, who knows? We find out. As you're listening to this, we, we find out tomorrow. Um, yeah. James Gunn is you know revealing his first slate of the 10-year plan, so we might have some idea. Fingers crossed. But at the minute, I fully agree with you about the stakes yeah. of the four DC movies coming in 2023. If that means if I can just sit down and relax and watch it as a standalone... Fun family movie, like yeah. you do with Netflix movies. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. Okay. And I think, the, I think it does look quite cool. I, I must admit, I didn't have much... I enjoyed the first one... But mm. then I just, I'm, I've never been a big fan of the character Shazam. Yeah. I just think they've done a movie and I was like, oh shit, that was fun. Yep. Uh, so I wouldn't say I was really highly anticipating this, but I must admit, I do think it looks quite cool. Yeah. Um, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, as much as they are brilliant actors, I don't think they're going to, you know, make the top list of comic book villains, unfortunately. Yes. I think they could have done a better villain there. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Why not do, they're the daughters of Atlas. Why not just fucking bring back Atlas? Yeah, that'll do. Bring back Big Atlas for What's God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Just holding up the bloody <laughs> world or so, whatever he does, the Atlas. But yeah, I, I don't think that's a, a worry of mine. Yeah. Um, I think they've just gone Helen Mirren because she's a massive name and Lucy Lou because she can probably still rock the shit out of some martial art moves. Kick ass. Kick ass. Yeah. Um, so, and what about the 400 million Shazams that are going to be in it? Yeah, that was my concern. But I think um, it seems like they're going to lose their powers pretty quick. So that's good. It's a very, and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a very uh, superhero movie trope mm. to um, see when he goes to Digimon Honzu, the wizard, about um, take my powers back. Yep. It's very like Spider-Man 2. It's a, it's a very sequel trope that they yeah. do in superhero movies where it gets like that. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think it looks, the action looks really good. Um, the CGI, for what it is, I think looks good. Yeah, Dragon look cool. And some brilliant shots in the with the lightning at the end on the football stadium. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it comes out next month. Um, the, the marketing's not been great on it. I think it's, and we've said already that March is a huge month for movies. Yeah. Um, my hope is that, you know, with, with everything going on, the comments we're about to speak about now, the fact you mentioned about the stakes with the DC movies at the minute, as well as a very busy March, got a feeling that might struggle at the box office. Yeah, I think so. Shame. It's a shame, but we'll see, and we're going to go watch it, so that's two of them. Right. Now, Connor, uh, let's talk about Zachary Levy and his Twitter. Yeah. So, um, do you want to, should we talk about Leti Let's just mention Letitia Wright. She got some shit mm. when she was on set of Black Panther, and it sh didn't it shut down? Yeah, it did. It shut down production because she basically refused to get the vaccination, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she couldn't get out. Couldn't to, get to Atlanta. Yeah, Pinewood, like Pinewood Studios in yeah. Atlanta, where it was. Um, and she got a lot of shit because, I mean, you shouldn't really be anti-vaccine. You know, not that, not our opinion, but maybe you shouldn't be in a pandemic. But anyway, yeah. she got a load of shit. Now, Mr. Zachary Levy, there was a question on Twitter by a random uh, account saying, is Pfizer, specifically they mentioned Pfizer, is Pfizer a, a danger to the world or something like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. He, he quote tweeted and said, hardcore agree. He wasn't tagged. He just jumped on it. What's he up to? What do you think? Um, it's, it's stupid. Now, <laughs> you, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Agreed. You can have an opinion. Agreed. If you don't agree with Pfizer, that's fine. If you do, that's fine. 
all entitled to it. But as a probably an A list celebrity, you're in a, you're in a blockbuster films. Yep. Don't do it on your your professional account. Make a burner if you must <laughs> comment and do it on the burner. If you have to get it out there, do it on a fake account. Yeah. I think this is um, dangerous. Yeah. Because all the things are going around, thanks Pfizer. Yeah. It's just people shaking on video. <laughs> it's really, it's idiotic. Cringe. Yeah. It's cringe. But it's just, don't do it on your account. Yeah. With Shazam, with the Shazam advertising on your account as well, it's, it's stupid. Look, I think, I think Connor's, I'm not, I won't say too much. I think Connor's hit the nail on the head. I personally don't give a shit. Uh, mm. We're vaccinated. Yeah. Me and you, we're vaccinated. I don't give a sh- I have no issue if someone's uh, against um, vaccines. Yeah. No issue. I actually know some people that are against it and haven't ad- actually had it done. But when you are doing a movie that comes out the next month, yep. <laughs> maybe now's not the time to voice your opinion. Just wait until after yeah. it comes out. Uh, it's just a shame. I feel sorry for the cast because... The other cast may be like really excited, like Megan Good, who I bloody love. Mm. Like, I don't know, all jokes aside, the cast, they don't need their star of the movie doing that. Yeah. Should be a really exciting time. You're bringing out a movie. Anyway, we won't stand it. We won't stand up for much longer. I just thought we'd mention it um, because it's it's a hot topic out there. And hopefully that doesn't harm, you know, the movie and it, it's marketing too much and it's box office run, which is already up against it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that is us for trailers this week. We're now jumping over to Connor Thomas. As we said at the start, we're going to run through some of the big Oscar nomination uh, uh, categories. Mm. And Connor and me are going to do a little bit of predicting. So take it away, my friend. Yeah. So last Tuesday, I think it was, the nominations come out. Yes. Uh, Everyone was quite excited. Mm. I was out. Um, I think the standout was Everything Everywhere All at Once was running away with it. Yeah. Look at nine or 12. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely smashed it. They absolutely, yeah, absolutely smashed it. We'll go straight to to the big one. Love it. Yep. Because so... Um, let me just go to my notes. Bear with. So, best picture. Yep. There's ten noms. Yes, I, I don't remember that happening last year. Maybe I, I know it's a relatively new thing. I don't know if that's new this year, but ten. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I think it's usually like five or six. Yeah, because that's, that's what I thought. It's going to be some. F- I thought it was five. Yeah, that's enough. Ten nominations. Wheel it down. That's fluff in it. Anyways, yeah, that is. Sorry, take it away. Um, so nominees for best picture. Yep. Excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yep. Avatar The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Expected. Uh, the Banshees of Inner Sharing. Still gotta watch that. Mm. Um, Elvis. Mm. Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Yes, good. Uh, Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. Now, I'm quite surprised that Top Gun Maverick is in Best Picture of the I am. I am. Because films like that don't get in there. I put that in the category of, I didn't. I wouldn't expect Black Panther to be in there because it's superheroes. I wouldn't expect Top Gun Maverick in there because it's action. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I agree with you. I'm shocked to that. But I think it's only because they probably smashed it at the box office. The only thing I can think of. Yeah, it's got to be. And it was critically acclaimed. Again, it's a bit like Last of Us. No one's saying it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says it's great. Uh, what are you thinking then there? Oh, I, I don't know. See, I think it's out of two, if I'm honest. I think Elvis. Yep. Or everything, everywhere, all at once. The whale's not in there. No, it's some um, yeah. uh, Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict. As much as I love Banshees of Inisherin, and I probably think out of all those, I think I that my opinion that probably deserves it. Or all or every all of everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go for the Fablemans. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, only because not just because it won the Golden Globe. Um, I just think. 
with Steven Spielberg um, directing and stuff like that, I feel like it's a very Oscar thing to do yeah. to give Steven Spielberg that that nomination as, as best picture and then to win it. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Fableman's okay. uh, my yeah. choice. What so what are you narrowing it down to if you had to pick? Uh, I'm gonna go everything everywhere all at once. I think they're gonna sweep. Really? Yeah, I think they're gonna go bananas. Oh, it was fantastic though when really it was good. a really really good movie. Again, right. If you think about it, it's quite an odd film to not odd film to win, but it's quite an interesting film to win. Best I picture. Agree. It's like um, Parasite. Yeah. That, that one in it. That was, yeah. Apparently it's very good. I, I've never watched it, but You're apparently right. it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so right, Connor's going for everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm going to the Fable ones, and that's the best picture. Yeah. Uh, we'll jump on to uh, director straight yes. away, because it Makes all, all links. Uh, so nominees, The Banshees of Insurin, uh, Martin McDonough, or McDonough. Yeah. That's it. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel, was it Sheenet? Sheenet? We'll go with that. Yeah. Daniel Kwan. Uh, the Fablemans, Spielberg, yep. Tar, Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness. I've never heard of this film, but Ruben Ostlund. Ostlund. Right. I think that's uh, cut and dry, Steven Spielberg. I've, that's what I'm putting down as well. Yeah. We're going, both of us, I think it's going to be The Fablemans. Uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg. I'm, well, not unfortunately. We, we're going to go and see this. It's out yeah. now, finally, in the UK, and we'll have a verdict then. But I think that's got Spielberg written all over it. Yeah. How many has he got now? Oh, I've got a few, hasn't he? Oh, he's from a cupboard space. Well done. It was all started from Jaws, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, well played. Uh, yeah, okay, we're going with that. Uh, now we'll go to the big actor. Yes. Um, so, best actor in a leading role. Nominees. Yes. Austin Butler for mm-hmm. Elvis. Colin Farrell, the Banshees of, in, um, the Banshees of Inner Shearing. Yep. Brendan Fraser. Good. The Wow. Paul Meskel, After Sun. And Bill Nighy, Living. What's your thoughts? God, a tough one. I think I'm going to go left field a little bit. Um, I think he got the Critics' Choice Award for it, but didn't get the Golden Globes. I'm, I'm going to go Brendan Fraser. I really hope it is. Brendan I hope Fraser. it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go Brendan Fraser. I hope it is. I think it's fully deserved, but I think Austin Butler will win. Okay. He won the Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah. Pretty and good. Lisa Marie Presley passing. I think that will add to it. I know they shouldn't take their bias... Well, they do. No, that's actually a very good point. I didn't think of that. Okay, I, know, I wish I wish I changed mine. No, I'm going to go with Brendan Fraser and your game with Austin, Austin Butler. Butler. Fair yeah. enough. God, I really hope Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no, please. Um, best actor in a supporting role. Yep. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. And she's been a sharing. I need to watch this film. It's so good. It got like nine nominations. I'm pretty sure. Done really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Yep. Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. He must play Spielberg. I know supporting actor. Come on, come on. Switch on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry Keon, the Banshee's been a shearing, mm-hmm. and Ki Huey Quan, everything, everywhere, all that once. That's who I'm going for. Same here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 100%. He got he got a Golden Globe, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I, th- I think out of all of those, as much as Brendan Gleeson is just brilliant, so is Barry um, in Banshee's been a shearing, um, but everything, everywhere, all at once, he was fantastic in both emotional yep. and action. He, he done every, for me, he done everything in that movie. Um, fair play to him. I'm, I'm really happy for him. He's back on the map. Yeah. So, yeah, for me and you, yeah, key. I think there's going to be a picture, mark my words, with Ki Huey Kwan and Steven Spielberg, both with their Oscars, celebrating. That is a fantastic shout. Yeah. Uh, and why is that relevant, Con? Well, Ki... Who Key Key. Kwan. Should you call him Key? Key, yeah. Key. So Key was the young boy in Indiana Jones. Love it. Was it was it called Roundup or something? Round I think it was called Roundup. Yeah, I think it in, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as Connor uh, rightly said, yeah. Uh, let's get to actress. Yes. Uh, so best actress in the leading role. 
They're not merged yet. <laughs> not uh, yet. That's fine. Uh, nominees, Kate Blanchett from mm-hmm. Tar, uh, Anna Diamas, Blonde, Andrea Risen- Risenborough uh, to Leslie, Michelle Williams to Fablemans, uh, and Michelle Yeoh. E-E-A-A-O. I'm going Michelle Yeoh for everything again. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I can't see the the others. If I'm, that sounds really rude, but I can't mm. I can't see the others. Um, maybe Michelle Williams for Fablemans, because that's quite a popular movie for in terms of awards, but I can't imagine... I can't imagine she was, you know, a standout yeah. ahead of Michelle Yeoh in, in yeah. Everything Everywhere. So, no, Michelle for me. She was fantastic. Big Michelle. Yeah. Are you going for Michelle as I'm well? Going Michelle yeah, Michelle as well. And they'll have a picture as well. Michelle and Key <laughs> have a picture. And Spielberg in the background. Yeah. Um, actress in supporting role. Yep. Nominees, I think this is cut and dry already. Yeah. Cut and dry already, but I'll read them out. Angela Bassett, Black Panther. Uh, Hong Chow, The Wow. Kerry Condon, Banshees of Insuring. Jamie Lee Curtis, everything. And Stephanie Sue, everything. Couple of those really good. Um, the supporting actress in, in Banshees, as well as Jamie Lee Curtis, was brilliant in Everything Everywhere. Yeah. But come on. <clears throat> got to be Angela. That has got to be Angela Bassett. That's one of the best performances um, I've seen from an, from an actor, let alone um, actress. So I thought she was absolutely fantastic. And she, I think she's like 61. She looks brilliant. She does look very good. She's got bunda. Yeah. We like you, Angela. I won't say no more than that, <laughs> but she has bunda. Uh, yeah, Angela Bassett from both of us yeah. all day. Uh, now, just a few to mention, uh, the Batman got a few noms as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's nominated in uh, Best Sound and Best Visual Effects. Um, along with films like Avatar uh, and Top Gun. Um, but yeah, the Batman getting a couple of noms. That's if, I mean, the Batman's such a good movie. It deserves some nominations. But if anything gets sort of visually, you know, applauded over Avatar, then the world's gone bonkers, which yeah. it already has. But yeah, Avatar should be winning anything sort of visually or cinematography, I think, anything like that. Yeah. Because it's just outstanding. That's quite a packed... Um, nominees yeah. to visual effects so you've got All Quiet on the Western Front which I think does look spectacular That um, me and Jay tried to watch 10 minutes of that and we had to turn it off oh, good. Which, it, just, it wasn't a bit of us yeah mm. I, I won't comment any sort of further um, I, I like foreign movies as well it's a foreign movie yeah yeah, I like foreign movies so it's nothing to do with that um, The I think it got like 14 nominations as well so it's quite done really well yeah but um, yeah just not a bit of you. Yeah, not a bit of me. But in that nomination as well, visuals, uh, Avatars in there, the Batman, Black Panther, and Top Gun. So very blockbuster-filled. Yes. God, Top Gun was really good when you think about how they've done the jets and stuff like that in, in terms of cinematography and visuals. Yeah. So that is a packed category. I do think it deserves to win something yes, as well. Yes, agreed. Um, and I think that's really the main the main roundup. Let's just see what else is there. Yeah, I can't think of anything more major. No, uh, original score. Oh, um, yes. All Quiet on the Western, Western Front. Yep. Volker Bertelman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babylon, Justin Hurwitz, uh, The Banshees of Inner Shearing, Carter Burwell. What was that like, the soundtrack? Good. It, it was really good, um, mm-hmm. but what I've seen of Babylon, I think that, it might. I know it's a really divided movie, I need to watch that actually, mm. but that the soundtrack on that looks brilliant. Do you know what was Justin Hurwitz done? Uh, he done Cobra Kai. Did he? <laughs> I think he did. Cool. But yeah, sorry, uh, what, what else? La La Land. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic yeah. score. That one best score, didn't it? Sh- I think it did. Or yeah. was it, Was that? no, it wasn't. Confused was it? Oh, it might have been. Sorry, I think they did win best did score. Yeah, I think. But they lost that in best picture, didn't they? Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. But yeah, I think that's a Oscar roundup. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. We're obviously going to do a, a the usual and do an episode when it comes out um, and go through the categories for the snubs and the dubs like we always do. Just as did with the Golden Globes. Good yeah. episode. Yeah. Go listen to it. Go on. Now. <laughs> go now and then come back. Um, 
Right. So now we've done our due diligence and we've done our uh, good deeds of doing a Oscar roundup. Now it's time for me and Connor to jump into The Last of Us episode three. Mm. Uh, as I said, one of the most sort of highly critically acclaimed um, series, uh, sorry, not series, uh, episodes of the series and of TV in in a long while. Mm. Um, it's I think it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes at the minute. It's just gone gone a bit bazongas. That's a good I keep, word. I keep joining words yeah, today, but like I'm that, sticking though. with bazonkers because it is bazonkers. Yeah. Uh, right. I'll start with just an initial uh, sort of thoughts on the episode, then I'm going to come to you. Yeah. These aren't, this is a bit of a breakdown, so if you haven't watched it, go watch it because it's, it's a bloody good series. Go yeah. and watch it um, and then come back and listen to our breakdowns. But I'm going to start off by saying this for me, and you'll know what I mean by this in a second. It felt like the Herogasm episode in The Boys. We were so ready for something mm. that when it wasn't that the thing that we did get was brilliant yeah um in my opinion so it was if someone said to me was that what you was expecting absolutely not i couldn't have even guessed that was the sort of episode we were going to get yeah but when i think of the episode as a whole i i cannot find a flaw and uh mate it's just my opinion but i was absolutely blown away from uh, acting performances to the story. The story at the end of the day was Joel needed a car. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yet they went, should we just write some fucking brilliant story to just yeah. uh, for an hour and 15 minutes? And they went, yeah, go on then. And at the end of it, Joel gets his car. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was brilliant. It blew me away. Yeah. I'm really hyped. But uh, what did you think? I thought, Joel, two words that come to my mind straight away a beautifully eloquent episode. Absolutely brilliant. It Love was it. just yeah. stunning. Yeah, it was, it was so stunning. Yeah. I thought he was going to go fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Okay, that. no, fair enough. I'm really glad. Because uh, I, I was sort of thinking, am I sort of fell victim to the people that were praising it beforehand? Am I being... And I, try, I actually went in trying to be harsh on it. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't want to be that guy that sort of just says it's good because others did. So I wanted to be different and I couldn't. It's really they lovely. Were, it's, it is lovely. Yeah. And I commend them because Disney, I think, are shit at it. Um, I really have an issue when um, Disney, especially at the minute, because they are a little bit woke. I don't like that word, but they yeah. are a bit woke. Everyone yeah. knows that. Um, and they sort of, for example, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, they were going on about, oh, we're doing lesbian story. Oh, we're just so brilliantly ahead of the curve and we're that amazing company. And then really it was um, the, the one of the Dora Milaje kisses someone on the head and goes, oh, my love. Yeah, and that was the, it. On the forehead. Yeah, and that's it now. Right, That that's a story. That's enough. That's yeah, all we've, we've got. We've done it. Yeah. LGBTQ, yeah, come and see our movie because we've just done a kiss on the forehead. Yeah. This was a gay story that was really in-depth, yep. made sense, brilliantly acted, and meaningful. Yeah. So, well done. If you're going to do it, don't do it for the wrong reasons in trying to tick boxes. Do it because you've got a brilliant story to tell. Yeah, if you do got, agree. Yeah, I think if you've got passion, show the passion. Yes. Whether gay or straight, show the passion. And that's exactly what they've done. You felt the connection between the two. 100%. Yeah. I, re I really agree with that. Yeah. Right. So now we're going to jump onto the story as a whole. The episode opens up with Joel and Ellie hiking through the woods. Ellie questioned Joel on how the pandemic all started. And I really yeah. love this because I'm going to tickle your balls right now uh, literally right uh, i'll just go forward a little bit more so then joel rattles off rattles off the exact date of the night of the outbreak friday 26th of september mm. uh, 20, 2003 um obviously that was his birthday and his daughter's sarah's death yeah so not gonna forget that one yeah, joel day. yeah bad day bad that day is, unfortunately uh 
Joel then reveals that he believes the cordyceps mutated and got into flower supplies around the world. Now, this is where it's brilliantly connected. Absolutely fantastic. Right. We know after the opening of episode two uh, in Indonesia with the scientist, just so, what a, what a scene that was, wasn't yeah, it? Really Absolutely good. outstanding. Um, she mentions when she's speaking to the military person about um, the flower uh, company, that's where the body come from that she was experimenting yeah. on, right? Um, and then they, she goes 14 are missing from that. Um, for the flower, uh, it's not it's not a company. It's a flower factory. plant factory, factory is what yeah. I'm looking for. So fourteen are missing. That dead person that was uh, sort of like almost pa- bitten by patient zero, and that person's out there. So that was your first clue. That oh shit, yeah. Now Connor, cast yourself back to episode one. Mm. What did Joel forget on his birthday? What did he forget on his birthday? What What do you have on a birthday? Cake. Yes. So you've got the cake. Flower. What did, I'll tell you, if you remember this, brilliant, well done you, but if you don't, I'll tell you. What did the neighbours offer him to eat when he was going out and he said no? Oh, yeah, it was like a cookie or something, Bis- uh, They call them biscuits in America, yeah, don't yeah. they? For UK listeners, it's like rolls? Yeah, it's like, like a doughy. Sc- scony. So yeah. that is not a coincidence. So if they would have to had the, the cake and the biscuits, there was something else as well that he mentions and that's why he didn't have flour, basically. Yeah. And but what they were saying, and the neighbours get infected. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the pancakes. Was that corn pancakes? Oh, it might, have, might have been something like that. I can't remember. You might be onto something there. But yeah. Not, yeah. Basically, that they were good. dropping little breadcrumbs to say that if it wasn't for the fact that Joel missing the birthday cake, saying no to biscuits, etc., and stuff like that, they could have been infected because yeah. the flour issue had, had made its way to America and even infected their neighbour. You're like Charlie Day on the board. <laughs> yeah, all it's all connected. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's such a brilliant little sort of breadcrumbs they've, they've picked out there. It's just fantastic. Um, right. The pair come across, this is where it gets a bit gnarly. Mm. The pair come across a graveyard of skeletons where Joel explains to the uh, Ellie that soldiers would basically pick up people from town saying, get out here, draw the X on yep. the doors and say, we're going to take you to a quarantine zone. Mm. Now, if there wasn't room in them quarantine zones, regardless of them being infected or not, they would take them to a ditch and execute them. Yeah. Like Auschwitz, really. I know it's really bad to say, but it was that terrible. Um, Now, um, like I said, it then brilliantly sort of zooms in on a, like a blanket. And then like a kid, I think it's a kid's, you know, body. Yeah. And then it jumps back like 20 years or whatever to when they were doing that. Um, and this, these people were getting taken, and obviously we know now, the viewers, that they're all dead. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, then we meet Bill, and now talk us through that scene, Con, because I thought it was brilliant. The sort of I am legend scene where he's the, the people are getting rounded up from his little town, oh, yeah. and he's underneath going, you bootjack fucking assholes or whatever, <laughs> and then he sort of goes, right, I'm free. Now talk us through as to when he comes out in the mask. It's brilliant. Yeah, so he he's in the bunker. He's a... Survivor list. That's it. Yeah. Um, but they call him something that says, Are you something else? I can't remember what they call him. But he's a survivor list. So yeah, he's like yeah. the Americans, I know Europeans do as well, they build the bunkers, they fill it with all gear, guns, weapons, everything. Beans. Yeah, and they're yeah. ready for a pandemic, ready yeah. for anything. He's basically that. He's prepped. He's under his bunker. Yeah. The army go, can't find him. He comes out, really cool little yeah. hidden gas area. mask yeah. as well. It's so cool. Gas oh, mask yeah. The, like a chest of drawers, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. He comes out in his gas mask and his shotgun, looking around, he's all clear. Now it's time to home alone this shit. 
And that's exactly what he does. <laughs> Home alone, love it. So he goes around his whole. It's only a little little town. So yeah. There's about three or four shops, a few houses, and that's it. Mm. Builds a big fence around the whole thing. Booby traps. I'm talking flamethrowers, holes, shotguns, why everything, anything you can think of, he's got it. But he does what everyone who's not even a survivalist would do he goes to home depot yeah i think that was brilliant oh yeah so he goes to home depot yeah. he goes to all these hardware shops and stuff and gets all his gear and even when he sees you know the wine store he goes and gets an endless supply of wine it seems yeah. of red wine um yeah i just thought that was really good to show us that a bit like i am legend those scenes that i think are a fantastic movie by the way yeah um where he's sort of going around new york or wherever it is on his own yeah. and picking up things that he can because no one's there to stop him he can take whatever he wants yeah and like Connor, Home Alone's this shit. I think that's a perfect way of, of saying that. Mm. Um, he even gets uh, builds a generator, doesn't he? That massive generator. So he's got yeah. power. Grows crops. Um, grows <laughs> grows so crops. He has a like a, a bee, a cow hanging as well. Yeah. Look, he's absolutely tooled up and ready to live out forever. Yeah, and he watches the whole thing through CZTV yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, brilliant. Right. A random man named Frank falls into one of Bill's traps and everything changes from there. He brings Frank into the house as he's desperate for a meal. He need, he feeds him rabbit and red wine. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And mm. made me hungry. Yeah, <laughs> it made me really hungry. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> he looks like a proper good cook, old Billy. Yeah. Uh, and then just as Frank is about to leave, he spots the piano and they both end up playing a song called Long, Long Time, which was the title episode. Uh, okay. Uh, now, just want to stop myself there. Phenomenal acting. Really good. Just outstanding um have i got this right because i haven't seen many people talk about it in sort of online or breakdowns or anything so i want i want to ask you what was your what was you taking from that scene because elephant in the room bill's gay as we mentioned at the top yeah um so is frank Mm. and frank's more of a uh experienced gay person yeah he's out He's, he's out, fully out. Fully out. Yeah. Um, because he even makes a brilliant comment when he goes, "Only, only a man, uh, a man that knows how to pair a duck with red wine." Oh yeah, uh, and it, but it's, it's really brilliant. It was yeah. really brilliant line. Um, so I was sort of getting from this scene that when he was singing that song, that was I think supposed to be about a woman. Mm-hmm. I think it was more about him being lonely, not having anyone there at all ever, not to have lost anyone or anything like that. Yeah, and I think Frank spotted that. Yeah, that's what I got. I I could sense the loneliness in Billy. Yes. And when Frank was around, you could feel like he was uplifted. I didn't know what to do. It's his first contact in about four years, I think. That That's I'm actually human. better than better put than me. Yeah, first contact in... And you think maybe that's why he's like that. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think the sort of the... Uh, without, you know, sounding vulgar, I think his gay urges, which should, shouldn't have to be hidden. Yeah. I think he, that he has been doing all his life. I think that's what he was feeling. I thought it was brilliantly. I really thought it was good. so good, uh, brilliant sort of uh, writing and, and the way to bring him out like that. It's just fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, and Frank, uh, as, I, as we said, Frank is aware at this point, Bill is gay. Um, he's clocked that. And then the next 40 minutes show us their relationship over a span of about 15 years. Yeah. Um, now, Frank reaches out and finds Tessa because Frank... <laughs> Frank's bored a little bit. Yeah, he is. Frank wants some lunch parties. Yeah. Billy's still the survivalist. He still is, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're sitting down at lunch. Tess, he, he speaks to Tess over the radio. Tess and Joel come for dinner. Mm. Um, and he's even got the gun cocked. Billy's got well. the gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Billy's got the gun cocked, ready, aiming at Joel. And Joel's basically just got to eat his dinner while that's happening. Um, 
Now, let's just move on to Joel warns Bill that raiders will eventually come for this sanctuary he's built. Yeah. And they'll come in the night, and that's exactly what happens. Uh, we see quite a horrible sort of uh, scene where Frank wakes up to explosions, and Bill is fending off the raid raiders. Uh, and Bill takes a bullet to the stomach at this point. Mm. And the raiders are, are just continue to die from the remaining traps. They're not getting in. Oh, they are, they are burning <laughs> yeah. to the stake. Excuse bloody <laughs> awful. They are not getting in. Uh, now, did you, Connor, think at this point Bill was dead? I'm for, yeah. I thought then the story's going a different way. Frank takes over. He's now the, the king of this little kingdom. <laughs> king of the kingdom. <laughs> Bill's and, the king of the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, well, Frank is now, yes. Yeah, Frank the king kingdom. And I thought like he'll fill it with people because he was bored and yeah. whatnot. I think that's how it'll go. And even the way Billy was like, go get Joel. Mm. Because he knows Joel would look after Frank and can look after Frank. He knows Frank isn't capable of looking after himself. Yeah. That's why Bill was there. Um, now... Frank uh, decides... Oh, sorry, I've jumped ahead. I've nearly spoiled something for us there. Ooh. Right, it jumps forward 10 years and brings us to present day. And a, in a twist of fate, Frank is the one that's now in a wheelchair, uh, and wheelchair-bound, and Bill is alive and well and mm. caring for him. Really surprised when, yes, I was when that happened. Um, did you know what his illness was, Frank? No, I don't know. Because I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. He struggled to walk. Yeah, maybe motor neurons disease. That's good, but I, I, I did actually think that because it's his brain seemed fine, but his body was just completely failing Shut him. Down, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe it was that they they were taking pills, but it wouldn't have been cancer. I couldn't imagine pills for cancer. No. Yeah. So uh, probably a good shout there. Um, so yeah, really, really unwell. They're both old now as well. Um, Frank decides at this point it's not worth living anymore. Mm think everyone could see the way it was going to go because um, yeah. it was showing you their day-to-day and Billy lifted him up into bed and he looked yeah. he looked, he looked like he couldn't be arsed. Um, bloody good painter, though. Bloody, yeah, <laughs> bloody hell, still going. Yeah. Uh, right, and although Bill does not want to help him in assisted suicide, Frank asks if Bill loves him and insists on giving him one more good day. Mm. Um, right, talk us through that final scene because we're there now where... I think he wants to go to get a suit or something. Yeah, so he wants to go get a suit. He wants to go to the um, the boot the boutique. That's it, and you've it. got to wear what I pick out for you. Yeah, um, they go and get a suit, and really lovely, they get married. Yeah, and it's not it's a nice little ceremony between them. They put the rings on their own fingers. They have married. They get married, and they have their well final meal. Yeah, and it looks like a delicious. It meal. It does look delicious, yeah. and I spotted as well from before he was ill. They just sit opposite ends of the table. And it's like his illness have brought him closer. Now they sit next to each other. I know he helps him and whatnot, but... Only you're you're the sort of only person yeah. that I know picks out <laughs> things like that. That's actually brilliantly pointed, yeah. yeah. Um, they were sitting closely. It's time. He pours in... I think it's the rest of the pills crushed up, and he pours it into Frank's glass, uh, and then Frank downs it. Yeah, chug, uh, chug, 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 chug. Yep. And then Billy proceeds to do the same with his glass of wine, mm. and then Frank realises that he's done the same to the bottle. Um, so they're both going to commit suicide. Yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah, I, I, there's no way Billy was going to go back to just being on his own, yeah. you know, as a survivalist. It just, it changed as a whole person Yeah. at this point. Um, then it comes full circle. Uh, we then see Joe and Ellie arrive at Billy's and head for the main house. They see the flowers are dying, the food sort of molding, uh, and then they meet, uh, then they are met with a letter from Billy, which explains they are dead in the main room 
and the window is open so it won't smell so there's no need for them to ever be disturbed or anyone to come that's in that's really nice though. it is really so nice thoughtful, isn't it? it is thoughtful because uh, and then uh, a car a battery and everything else they need Joel and Ellie drive away as the final shot is uh, from the open window uh, which I will just say that's one of the best shots yeah I've seen on a TV series yeah it's really nice outstanding it's, it's like the um the plastic bag shot in American Beauty no one's just brilliant the air. brilliant point like yeah uh you just fancy it said so many things there was a painting of of Billy yeah. that Frank had, had drawn uh and it was just yeah it was just fantastic but jumping back to that letter I thought that was really good exchange between Joel and Ellie yeah when she's reading it out and she goes hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Billy's just basically saying, I've never liked you. Yeah. Joel, I don't like you. Uh, but anyone tries to get on my traps, we're going to be and all that. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, just fantastic. So I guess we just want, just wanted to run through. There wasn't not much to pack down um, because it was such a brilliant story that felt like it just flowed all in one. Yeah. And this was my point earlier. So we thought from the critics' reviews, and we couldn't, didn't know anything, but we thought it would be action, action, action. There's going to be fending off raiders, and there's going to be this, that, and everything. It wasn't. It was a slow, just a nice story. Yeah. And this is why I think they can go multiple seasons within the games. If they pop episodes like this in, go to the past and show us that, they can definitely do it. 100%. We've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to do it more, if you want to see more of Joe and Tess, I'll take that. Yeah. Because it's interesting and they can do it. So I think they, they can show it. I completely out. agree. This, you would almost categorize this as a filler episode, mm. but it, w- it just didn't feel like that. And it was just brilliant, like you say. But even, I don't know why I'm giving this uh, in my rating in a second. Actually, I'm just going to ask you straight away. What was your rating out of 10? Uh, I think it's 10 out of 10. For me, I completely agree. I can't find a flaw. And the reason I'm giving it a 10, then I'm going to come on to you for a little bit more. Um, I don't know how they done what I would call a filler episode to an extent, but then they managed to push the story along as well as make Joel... Did you feel like Joel and Ellie bonded Quite a lot in this episode. Yeah, for sure. We saw two scenes with them. Yeah, it's true. I don't know how they done. I don't know how they done that. Yeah, but I don't know little little smirks and little, you know, the way he put put the seatbelt on her in the car. Oh yeah, little things. I don't know how the writing is that good that we just watched a brilliant story between two lovers that ended in tragedy, mm. but still for the whole episode pretty much, but still managed to push the main story on as well as Bond, the two main characters. Yeah, and you can see from the beginning, because they talk about Tess. Yeah. And she says, you want to say something? He says, don't apologise. And she says, no, I'm not apologising. Don't blame me. And then the end, she says, Tess, and he just sort of puts his hand up. It's like, just let's leave it. It's like, we're moving on a bit. Let's yeah. just leave it alone. Which is pulled directly from the game, that bit I saw today, that he says, do you know the three rules? Yeah. Um, and he says, don't mention Tess. Everything I say goes. And then ask her to repeat it. And she goes, what you say goes. Yeah. Um, brilliant uh so yeah it's it's i mean we both give it a 10 out of 10 mm. anything more you want to say on the episode as a whole no i think it's just a really really nice episode highly recommended from the weekly cut for sure for i think sure. i think i've gone 10s all the way through so far <laughs> I, can't think, <laughs> I can't think of one that i've put down uh and they've all been so different yeah um episode two was more horror aspect yep um, with the clickers and stuff like that. Um, episode one was more of like the world building and, and introducing mm. the characters and jumping back and forward timelines that was done perfect, when I usually hate that. Yeah. I hate jumping in timelines. But, yeah, I just think I'm with you at the minute. It's 10, uh, 10, 10 out of 10 all the way it's, through. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, that brings us up to uh, episode. We're going to carry on through this probably all the way through to the end of the series. I think 
there is nine episodes. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, so yeah. we're, what's that, six more to go? Yeah. So we've got six more to go. Um, obviously, we'll do a finale episode, of course, but I think we might as well just have a chat each one because if they're going to be 10 out of 10 bangers... Let's do it. We're yeah. jumping on board. Uh, we've got a busy schedule coming up. Uh, we're going to release that soon on the Twitter. There's uh, films and Super Bowl trailers, etc., coming. So stay with us. Uh, and of course, The Mandalorian on, on March 1st. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. The year is sort of starting to come together yep. for the big push. Now, it's time for a little segment we call What is on Our Screens? Tell me! Calm down, yeah, Loki. Calm down. <laughs> Connor, give it to me. Um, I've been watching, I don't know I've got my phone because I've got nothing <laughs> Um Always Sunny, smashing through yep. that still. Um, hilarious. Yep. One of the funniest shows I've watched. That's a big statement. That is a big statement. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sopranos, I've almost finished it. Yeah. I'm getting there slowly. If you're a listener from the beginning, I've been watching Sopranos on my screens almost every episode. I'm always getting <laughs> just, there. Is it, so what, why is it taking so long? I don't know. I have to be in the mood to watch it. Right. Because it's, yeah. right. it's quite a focused show. You've got to watch it and listen, otherwise you'll, you'll miss it. Yeah. Um, and I watched something that you watched as well. Oh, no. Um, Physical 100. Oh, yes. You've been yeah. talking about this. Uh, Physical 100 is on Netflix. It's kind of like a squid game, but it's for like the absolute elite. They're bodybuilders. They're everything. I've seen the trailer. They're huge. I am going to watch this. Really but would good. you recommend? 100%. Yeah. yeah. And episode three is out on the 31st. So that's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, today when you're listening. Yeah, perfect. Um, and something that we've both watched, uh, you people. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I text you earlier uh before i was watching it hallmark movie yeah it's very cheese yeah i don't like the cuts they're weird even jade said this so i I didn't i'm not really like i'm really bad at spotting things like that mm. um so when you said that i sort of then looked out for it and i could understand but i didn't say anything and jade mentioned it she went all oh, that cut really poorly then yeah so for jade who is not a film fan to notice things like that yeah you're, yeah, you're bang on really odd and the story was nice. Let's just say Holly adored it. Yeah. And she loves Hallmark films. She loves the shitty Christmas films. Yeah, she loved it as well. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. Eddie Murphy, funny. Jonah Hill is hilarious. <laughs> Jonah Hill is absolute legend. Yeah. I found it quite weird, Eddie Murphy, being a bit of a prick. Yeah. Because he's, like, to me, Eddie Murphy is like Jim Carrey standard godfather of comedy, always, you know, funny, good for I've never really seen him like this, of... It was really. He just had no. Which was the. He played it brilliantly, by the way. Not saying his performance. His performance was great, but he was playing a no nonsense sort of no emotion really. Yeah. Yeah, and in the end, when it turned around good, he was fantastic because he he was like Eddie Murphy again. Yeah. But he played it really well. It was. I thought it was really clever how they showed both sides. How. Because me and me and Jade even said something little, which I won't go on to. Something little like when the the mum said for the first time. Um, oh, I love your hair, and went to pull her. Like that is a very unconscious thing that people genuinely yeah, do. Yeah, um, and it does would make people feel like a bit of a. T- anyway, I did think it was brilliant. It was, yeah, it yeah. did highlight a lot of things. Yes, like, uh, just don't do it hallmark style. Yeah, do could have done it a different way. Yeah. but yeah, Jonah Hill, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay, I'm going to rattle through because I want to keep it under an hour, and we're doing well. Yeah, uh, right. Royal Rumble. Oh, I yeah. was hoodwinked, my man. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, Long story short, I was assured by some close wrestling fan friends of, of ours. Me and Connor ain't you know, wrestling fans. We used to be with Stone Cold Steve Austin, etc. and the man The Rock. I was told The Rock was coming out as number 30 of the Royal Rumble, so mm. I stayed up late and he didn't come out. However, it was quite entertaining, I must admit. It was quite a good rumble. Um, the Rock, I believe, is going to be there at WrestleMania, so I will stay on for the WrestleMania road. Yeah, I tell you, Logan Paul is fantastic. Very good. Oh, really the, good. The, they done a sort of acrobat movement 
bounced off the ropes and hit each other and it was yeah. like that is insane yeah very uh, good. yeah he is brilliant I've got to give it to him uh, How I Met Your Father season 2 is back <laughs> me and my brother Sean adore this show it was mm. such a good premiere um, if you don't like How I Met Your Mother you're never going to like this if you was massive fans of How I Met Your Mother like I was uh, you will love this they've Stay true to the you know the the source material that is how your your mother um, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris Barney shows up at the end of the premiere. Oh okay, uh, yeah. So it, he, all he says is one word, dude. Mm. Uh, anyway, and then last thing I would watch was Teen Wolf the movie. Uh, that era of television is dead. Uh, <laughs> it was not that good. I can imagine. The only thing is seeing some old faces. Yeah, uh, you know Tyler Hecklin, who, who's currently Superman on Superman and Lois. Not sure why he decided to come back for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the never should have went ahead because they couldn't get Dylan O'Brien uh, back as Styles, who is just a brilliant actor. You fucked it, Stinky. Uh, stinky. Uh, and now it's time for scraps. Bunch of scraps. Are we on scraps? Zero scraps. Zero scraps. I got one scrap, so we're going to definitely get under a minute, yeah. uh, an hour, uh, whatever. Uh, right. So Justin Rowland, you know who that is? I heard your name. Rick and Morty writer, oh, actor, naughty director, boy. naughty boy. Won't go into it too much, but he is, I believe, axed from all things Rick and Morty. Yeah, all his deals that he's done, etc. He's completely gone. But Rick and Morty, I think, is still going to continue. Don't know how. He's the voice of Rick and Morty. I think is he? Yeah. So I tricky. think it was like Seth MacFarlane, where he does multiple. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, I did think that. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, right. He was. Um, <laughs> all I will say, I think he a lot of accounts of beating his wife. Jesus. He was messaging young girls. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. I think there was even a kidnapping charge. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, there's no way There's no way he's not done some of this. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're done, Justin. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe that he actually, uh, you know, done all these things, really. They've got but, to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, for God's sake. Please. Just be normal humans. Yeah. Anyway, Justin Rowland, you naughty man, you're done. Right, that brings us to the end of the show. Mm. Um, we are as I said we're getting into the big stuff now next week we're going to do some Super Bowl predictions because it's coming round isn't it two weeks yeah so yeah I want to do a Super Bowl predictions we're going to give you all the highlights there are certain trailers that are definitely coming uh, like The Flash etc so we're going to give you updates on those and we're going to give you some of the rumours of the big movies that are going to be there mm. Last of Us episode 4 will be out I saw the trailer again today we're going to whack it up on the Twitter for you now looks good again yeah God's sake, it's such a good series. Oh, it's good. Uh, all the news, and the big thing is, next week, we will have Mr. James Gunn's first slate of DCU 10-year plan. Big. It's a big episode. Big episode. Uh, we'll, try and, uh, we'll try and keep it fun and entertaining like we always do, but as for now, my name is Brad, and thank you for listening. And thanks for having us in your ears. <laughs>